Hey, y'all, what is going on? What is going on? It's your girl, Melba Pearson, Melba for Miami, Melba for Justice. And it is time for another Mondays with Melba. Super excited for our show today. We are going to be kicking it with my amazing guest, Tony Lesesny, who is the president of the Black Owned Media Alliance. So thank you so much for joining today, Tony. I'm super thrilled for our discussion. Thanks for having me. Ready to have some fun. I'm hoping that uh, my pet dog doesn't try to get into the program and steal the show because he's done that a couple of times. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And we will welcome Puppy if Puppy decides to join us. It's all good. So yeah, okay, so let's talk a little bit about you because you have a very fascinating background. So can you share with the audience your pathway to where you are now, you know, being president of, of the Black-Owned Media Alliance and sort of the, the steps that you took to get to this point? Well, first I wanna thank you for having me on the show and you're doing some amazing things. So proud of you, you represent what's good about our community and uh, I'm glad that you're using your voice to communicate and educate people. So thank you for that first and foremost, before we get into me. Um, so thank you, keep it up. Secondly, um, I, um, I'm a native Floridian. Uh, my parents uh, were in the military, uh, up in the, moved up the Northeast, went to the University of Maryland, finished at the Eastern Shore campus where I participated in both music and sports and uh, the newspaper. And, uh, and and I got involved with that, learned a little television from internships in the summer and then eventually moved to Miami where my first job as a group <laughs> was WPLG Channel 10 in Miami's market. Yeah. Yes. That, so that was good. Uh, had an opportunity to also launch a record label with a partner and, and just learned a lot. Uh, eventually, uh, coming around to zeroing in on media again, I met Woody through our mutual friends that kept pushing us in each other's direction. And we became partners. And uh, we saw a vision to create a multimedia entertainment company from, you know, organically. Uh, and that's coming up on 29 years, uh, learning, 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 uh, and I'll, I'll say that if you can survive in Miami, you can survive anywhere. That is a fact. That <laughs> is a fact. <laughs> so uh, can you share a little bit more about the goals and the role that BOMA plays in the, in the Florida media market as well as the national landscape? Sure. Um, well, BOMA consists of various media owners. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm a partner with the same media group with Willie Lassane, and we have several media channels. We have Autofocus World, or at Autofocus World, which is all cars and innovation, which is really cool. Uh, affordable cars, but are still classy and sexy and, and also do all the things we want them to do, including uh, electric. Uh, then we have In Focus TV, which is more of the flagship. We've had that since we started media. And it serves uh, leadership, but especially what we say, work smart, play hard, live well. <laughs> so that's technology, uh, lifestyle, entertainment, and, uh, and some 
you know, movie reviews and things like that. And then we have our third property is the Miami Urban Music and Film Festival TV or MUMF TV, which is really 18 to 26 youngsters, uh, pre, uh, pre, you know, right after the millennial area. Uh, they're going to be interested in art, culture, music, uh, organic film, uh, and learning to be an influencer. Those three media outlets uh, existed. And the idea of BOMA came around five years ago when Dexter Bridgman approached me and some others. Uh, and he owns a legacy MIA and uh, an amazing brother doing great things. And so he said, hey, let's let's come together and, and look at our resources because the advertising spend, like most industries, when it comes to black business or black owned media is significantly less than anywhere else, anything else. Therefore, creating a perpetual uh, system of probably disengagement with where the money is being spent for advertising, the, you know, and, and our audiences are huge. Uh, and uh, so I said, let's do it. And uh, here I am now president, uh, the second president, Dexter was the first two terms. Uh, and uh, I came on board with, you know, some initiatives mostly to help reach businesses and connect them to the audiences that we already have. So um, we've got a lot of good companies connected to Boma, public supermarkets. Uh, we've got uh, the county and Jackson Health. Uh, there, there are many companies that are doing business with almost all or most of the Boma members. But then there are, again, the disparities still exist. We're not complaining, we're just introducing the opportunity for small, large businesses uh, and government entities to reach a huge market that can make or break you. Make or break a presidency, make or break a mayor or a commissioner, make or break a small business, a startup or a company looking to grow and level up, and make or break our not-for-profit and government agencies who really, really need to be at their best in this particular time uh, and we saw it evidence with what we did with the COVID uh, engagement and the advertising and communicating with Miami-Dade County, reaching, wow, probably more than a million people on where to get COVID information, masks, just and maintaining a level of honest communications with our audiences. So that's what BOMA does, and that's what BOMA is continuing to do, and that's what we'll do as uh, as I work as its president and probably the most talented group of people that I've ever come across every single media owner is talented and inspiring and each of them are making history in their own way all the time so I'm honored to to be the president and humbled uh, to be speaking on their behalf and so, you know, I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but, you know, what are some of the unique struggles that Black-owned media outlets may have in comparison to their white counterparts or other counterparts from, from other cultures? I think we have to look at the bigger picture first and foremost and understand that small business is struggling anyway. Even though small business are the largest group, uh, small business is struggling, especially in that one to five year window. Uh, the startups phase. And so uh, the media is the same way. You know, we have two sides of, of media. 
media in general, uh, I mean, our media reaches whoever. We just happen to be black owned. And again, you know, we have owners who have publications that reach a black audience. And then that same audience may meet, reach a Jewish audience with a different product. So it's the ownership. But the struggles that we see are struggles that are significant with minority owned businesses and women owned businesses. And that is lack of access, uh, lack of having a, a good fair shot, even rolling back before that, lack of investment capital, startup. A lot of businesses will start with a book of business, like you're right out of the gates and you know these 50 companies that will do business with you right away. Uh, because of maybe your previous experience or whatever. Then there's the issue with all businesses is managing the, the work and servicing your clients while also promoting and marketing and then also networking and then social media. So business owners, uh, small business owners, black owned business owners, women business owners are struggling with that, trying to keep all the balls in the air. What, what I'd like to try to do in the, and, and, and with the brilliant people that are also thinking on the same wavelength, in some cases educating me on this, is take some of those balls out of the air for our business community and say, look, we got this part. You do you. We'll help you reach audiences, especially audiences of color. But the system works across the board. Woody says, expand and diversify your audience. And those companies that can do that usually get the cutting edge. They're usually ahead of the curve, almost always. So that's what BOMA tries to do is help with the advertising, marketing, communications throughout our companies with effective advertising strategies, campaigns, then social media strategies that help for a very cost-effective investment. Yeah. So then let's let's like dial back for a second, because I'm always, you know, a fan of history, because I feel that history has a habit of rhyming. And if we don't know our history, we're often doomed to repeat some of the mistakes from the past. So, you know, I know that black media played a very critical role in, in history. I mean, you think about like the Chicago Defender and how that really fueled the great migration of, you know, a black Americans living in the South and then learning through black media, through black newspapers that there were jobs up North in Chicago and New York and Ohio, and they would take the train and come up and then find a new way to make a living and then bring their families up there. So how do you view the history, the rich history of black media and how should it inform our experience today? Yeah, that's an extraordinary question. It's, we had our monthly meeting today, this morning, and I said to the members, we are making history and we are the, the deciding factor and helping save lives while entertaining people. I mean, this COVID thing was, that was, was real. I mean, it's real. I mean, we had to talk to people who just didn't want to hear it. Like, nah, I'm not getting vaccinated. I don't trust the government. I don't trust, you know, I don't need to wear masks. And, and it was young people. It was conservatives. It was liberals. It was young, black, white, you know, hey, not gonna happen to me. Right. Um, we had to find ways to communicate that. Let's talk about history. The first media that blacks had in this country was the social media of slaves being able to dictate information on where it was going down. Like, where do we need to run 
Which direction? The Underground Railroad. Right. Pardon me. It's, it's probably my mom. Oh, hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one I would I would do that for. Um, the Underground Railroad is the, the first real social media that we had at our disposal. No tech. We couldn't talk. So there had to be methods. Definitely wasn't going to write no letters or send an email. How do you figure out how to get the hell up out of here to freedom? And so that was the first real historic. But then from there, there had to be more ways to communicate. And a lot of times people congregated around churches. But what I was saying today, and I maintain this, is that we've always had a technological advantage and a spiritual advantage through our media. And we always had to tell the truth because, you know, black folks are not trying. You, you can't try us. <laughs> you know, like We're not going to buy garbage and BS. Uh, so there is no fake media with black media. Now, I'm not talking about people who do op-eds and opinion pieces and things like that. That's one person's perspective. But the history of black media for me started when I read my first jet magazine that my dad gave me. I had to be about eight years old and it blew my mind. Then they had the nerve to have a centerfold, okay? Yeah, yes. I knew it, I knew it. I'm a kid, you know? <laughs> what an indelible image in my mind. And then the top 20 hits, and then I, I learned about people that I never saw anywhere else. Adam Clayton Powell, Sidney Portier. Uh, yeah, our, our, our rest in peace, that legend. And so I was bitten by the bug of learning more about my culture because outside of that, I had no point of reference. It was all from a different majority culture. So then I learned about the Chicago Defender and, you know, just so many uh, publications that connected our communities and how vital they were. And it's, it's, it's the same with, in Little Armenia in, in L.A. or Chinatown in San Francisco, they have their medias. What we did with, with, with this historic piece now is we're, we're seeing a place where we are having an opportunity to turn the corner by doing exactly what you and I are doing right now, leveraging digital media technology to reach new audiences and connect, even if it's a niche. And this is like things like cryptocurrency and things like emerging industries and investments and opportunities is all in a tech revolution that our company is a part of but now i want to see boma and all black media be at the cutting edge of delivering media on various platforms to serve audiences and that's where that's where we are that's where we're going to go there's no turning back so in that how can people support black media um, you know, we talked about the rich history and, and of course, the role that they're playing right now, right? That Black media plays in having these discussions around policy, around, you know, the way forward, around, you know, raising awareness of a, 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 a shooting of an unarmed, you know, person of color or whatever the case may be, or uh, voter registration, COVID information. So, you know, there's historic reference to that. And then there's the current day importance of what Black media does. So how can we support and make sure that Black media is around for another hundred years? 
Well, yes, and the good stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah, we're feeding them. We're feeding them. You support black media, and 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 I'll I'll keep referring to media in general, and then I'll bring it to black media. Generally, any media outlet that serves your needs is a good media outlet. So you should have some news. You should have something around entertainment. This is all fulfillment of your life, a culinary or cultural or social things. And then you need to have things that are of political and uh, civic importance. Now, when I say media, um, it's important to say this new thing that social media and the digital media has brought about that is dangerous. There is dangerous media out there. Uh, I've seen some black media that scared the hell out of me. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> but, but then you've got these ultra one side or the other that take media and just straight up lie. And then you've got audiences that believe the lies. So, and so when you have a newspaper, okay, that's one thing, but when you have digital media, it can be amplified in ways that paper doesn't do. Um, and so the, the, the one thing I'm really proud about with all media outlets is they're having a reckoning. They're having to determine, am I going to be a, a voice for truth and opportunity? And, 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 and even if it's diverse in its content, am I going to be legitimate or am I going to just go over there and, you know, I can't remember the name of the newspaper, but there was one that I would see on the racks all the time. And it was hilarious. It's like Martians land on the White House lawn. Like uh, the Inquirer or the Star. The Inquirer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know who they are. <laughs> They're fine with who I know who they are. I'm looking at it as just straight up entertainment. They're never were going to say this is a true story. You know, they were just. Right, you, right, right. Um, <laughs> Even though sometimes so, you're like, well, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> but but for the most part, yeah, it's sheer entertainment value. You don't know if the couple's really together or they're not. But you that's don't have a clue. And saying. I think that what what we're talking about is having uh, with black media, it's unique in that, as I said before, the audience base is intolerant of fiction when you're saying you're telling the truth. They're very tolerant tolerant of fiction mixed with the truth, long as you know it's humor. Trevor Noah, yeah, you know, he'll, he'll hit you with a lot of truth and then he'll add humor. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of media outlets to do that really well. And I think that when you look at the media outlets that we have, how do we support black media? We subscribe, we advertise, I'm on camera. Um, we, we subscribe, you advertise, you engage on social media, you follow, you give information. You share the content, but you you basically elevate your voice through the black media's outlets. Uh, I would venture to say don't exclude it to black media. Understand how to interact and engage with media if you have something important that needs to be shared. If it's an opinion, then say it's an opinion piece. Uh, and you also, when you're supporting media and particularly black media, understand what lane or genre is in. Is it a legal show or a legal column or a legal outlet is it like the harvard review or something like that right mm -hmm. so, okay is it 
entertainment only, like BET. That's what you're going to get. Um, or sports, ESPN, locally black media. I don't, I don't know. There's a guy named Jeff Fox has a sports show. Yep. 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 Okay. So if you're looking at news and you're looking at Bama, you're going to see that the Caribbean today, Caribbean today, uh, Miami times are news oriented outlets. Um, art Island origin. Melissa Hunter Davis has uh, the sugar cane. You're looking for tech or automotive. Here's your spot. Uh, so, you know, we have gospel. So you can get different layers of our community and every community by understanding what are your options to, to communicate and educate yourselves on having a more fulfilling life. Because the more you know about what's going on, you vote better. You vacation better, you play better, and you can appreciate that. So that's how you can help and support black media because it's really helping and support yourself. And if you're not black, you can help and black help uh, black media by doing the exact same things. But if you're in the position to enjoy the multicultural opportunities that black media can share with you, go get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a great point, Tony, because just because it's black media, yeah, okay, there's definitely a particular lens, but it doesn't mean that if you're not black, you can't subscribe or follow and learn more. And especially as we're in these difficult and turbulent times where, you know, there's a debate as to whether or not you can even talk about certain aspects of history or certain viewpoints or whatever, this could be the opportunity to educate yourself on what other folks are talking about and what other struggles look like, right? Because, you know, yeah, we always say, oh, go on Google, you can learn and everything else. And we all know that, right? <laughs> By following black media, you can see some of these issues, you can learn more and engage and that way, we hopefully can get to a better place in this country where there's more understanding of what other folks are dealing with. So with all that being said, Tony, how can folks learn more and engage with BOMA and more importantly, learn more about you and Woody and follow y'all's amazing channels and work that you're doing? Well, you can always follow on social media. I'm at Tony Lesane, T-O-N-Y-L-E-S-E-S-N-E, or you can just Google me. Uh, really the, uh, in Focus TV online, you drop that in there, Autofocus World, uh, Month TV, uh, those are the things that we operate here. And if you want information about the Black Owned Media Alliance, just go to Facebook and hit BOMA or Black Owned Media Alliance. There's uh, some great uh, content coming out every day, every single day that reaches uh, close to 2.3 million every month. So there's, there's ways to reach us. But social media is it. Uh, Facebook, we're, 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 it's hard not to uh, engage someone. And, and I think the key is to really look beyond the traditional just paper, which is great. I think Miami Times is doing a marvelous job, but also you can use your phone now to engage on what's going on, whether it's news, entertainment, sports, law, and of course, there's you, you know, that's that's I try to tune in to just try to understand the dynamics because I don't want us to from a communications and media standpoint, we don't need to be waiting till there's a 
a crisis to understand and then run to our legal leaders. You know, we need to be on that on a consistent basis and you're, you're fulfilling that. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you're doing to uh, highlight Black-owned media in, in the South Florida area, as well as across the country, and the great content that you put out, you know, keeping us all in the loop with what's happening in tech and checking out when, you know, Ford drops a new truck. Listen, I'm forwarding that to the cowboy being like, hey, check out what he's talking about. Check out what he's talking about. Is he a truck guy? I'm he's sorry? A truck guy. He's a he's truck a guy, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's an exciting time, uh, if I may say this, a couple of things, two things. One is there are agencies and companies out there that get it and they're winning. OK, uh, but then there are companies that we have to reach out to uh, that we need to pull into our core. UM Health and uh, the, the health industry in general. I mean, Aventura, uh, they're, they're, they're health uh, outlets that can really engage here uh but but a lot of them are doing well a lot of the companies are doing well with communicating with our communities uh and doing a great job and i really want to a lot of times we bash our hometown and and, and say what it isn't but uh we do have to be appreciative of of those agencies uh that are right there in the mix and that are doing a great job uh, getting their clients to advertise and engage and understand how to work with us and and build their diversify their audience share. Uh, with that said, the second piece is uh, we certainly are excited about the future. And uh, yes, tech is a part of it. And we have to bring our community along, but it has to has to be safe and it has to be responsible and reliable. And it has to be we can't get to a place where we don't hold ourselves accountable and the and the tech companies and the, and the big companies that we are you know working with or subscribing to they have to serve us how do you know and who's responsible the media is the one that holds them accountable because they publicly put it out there you can you can shame them or uh, you know you can do the cancel culture but you need facts and data to hold up and that's what the media has always done. And that's what the black media has always done. And that's what individual companies have always done well, or breaking new music, or introducing us to the Harlem Renaissance, or introducing us to LL Cool J, or Kendrick Lamar. Those things came through organic outreach through our, our communities. And then the world caught on, like most things. You gotta keep doing it. Just leverage new technology and, and activate our, our, our communities all the more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Th Tony, thank you so much for joining me on Mondays with Melba and sharing a bit about Black-owned media and the Black-owned media alliance here in South Florida. Uh, this was a great way to kick off Black History Month on Mondays with Melba. I appreciate you and I look forward to talking with you some more and writing you my, my little check to become part of the Black-owned media alliance. I mean, I'm not as big as some of these other folks, but I'm here, right? And so I look forward to, you know, working with all of you and, and pulling forward in, in the right direction. So I appreciate you. And to everybody watching, thank you for tuning in for another Mondays with Melba. Uh, again, stay in the loop, stay engaged. If you like everything that you've been watching and listening to, 
feel free to not only like it, but share each one, teach one. Don't keep me a secret. <laughs> and y'all take good care and I will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.